0: to Who's a Good Dog? I'm Kate Lever. I'm a journalist and author of the book Good Dog. And in this podcast, I'm joined by 10 kilos of total perfection, a shih tzu called Bert. He will most likely be asleep throughout because he doesn't like to be awake more than about eight hours a day. Each episode, we will be talking to a live adult human being about their canine best friends. Today, it's Emma Watkins, The first female member of world-famous kids' band, The Wiggles. She's a classically trained dancer, she wears a lot of yellow, and she's extremely popular with my perfect niece, Poppy. She also has two poodles, called Dali and Rupi. Can you tell me a little bit about how you joined the Wiggles?
2: Well, it is a bizarre story seeing that I feel like I'm just as old as the Wiggles. (laughs) So I'm 31. The Wiggles are turning 30 this year and it feels like my whole life I've been a part of the Wiggles in some sense. For me as a child, I was watching Wiggles at community halls and shopping centers and on the TV. And so to receive an audition to join the Wiggles cast was pretty exciting. And actually the first time I auditioned for the Wiggles, I didn't get through, but I I was there for the whole day and did lots of different skills and different routines. And it was, I think it was probably two years after that, another audition notice came through and it was very focused. Like they wanted a ballet dancing fairy, no singing required, just needed to mime to the track. I thought to myself, this is great. <laughs> I felt fairy ish. You know, I've always loved fairies. I'm like, yeah, that feels right to me. And I've got crazy curly fairy ish hair. So I thought, awesome. And I went along and it was pretty daunting because they made us all do the choreography solo uh, with somebody that was from their team, but we still had to perform it on our own, but then everyone had to watch. And I was like, okay, maybe it's not so easy. (laughs) Um, And right at the end, they offered for the whole group of girls that were there, if anyone wanted to try it and sing it at the same time on a microphone. And normally in an audition, you're encouraged to say yes to everything, even if you don't have any skills. So the amount of times that we would audition for Disney, for example, and they would ask you, do you have acrobatic experience? I had been told always say yes and then go and learn it. So <laughs> oh my God. when I when I got to the audition, they asked to sing and singing's not my specialty. I thought, you know what? I'm not going to say yes to this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel comfortable four girls out of 30 tried it and I, I give them a standing ovation for even attempting it. It was horrendous for them. Um, Yeah, I was, I was tentative in the audition, but um, maybe my fairy hair got me through and I got the role and that's how I joined the Wiggles.
0: Wow. What a story. I, I like that perhaps your power is in your fairy hair. Um, I used to have hair that. similar to you and I really? was actually a professional fairy as my first job, so I feel yeah. like, you know, we have that in common. Not that, you know. Absolutely. Um, not that I'm a classically trained ballerina in any way.
2: <laughs> a fairy may not need classical ballet training. It just needs to be a fairy, right? Quite right.
0: So your, um, I believe your first song that you wrote for the wiggles is a little bit relevant to today's topic because it was brush your pet's hair.
2: Is that correct? <laughs> you know, obviously, out of the current lineup, I am the least musical in the sense that I don't have a very musical background for singing or musical instruments. So when it came to songwriting, like the original wiggles would be contributing, I actually was pretty worried (laughs) because I didn't know what I was going to be able to contribute. But Anthony and Lockie and Simon really were all very encouraging because we each had different skill sets. And because I had originally been brought onto The Wiggle Show as a film editor, I happened to be able to contribute in post-production whilst a lot of the songs were being written. And so I was really brought into the fold to help in terms of the production and would help Anthony create scenes and direct shots and, you know, give some other opinions about how we could film something. And so that was really my skill set. So brush your pet's hair had uh, a few incarnations. But Lockie always made fun of me for the lyrics going over the bar. And he's like, you can't say fluffy. like. <laughs> it's got to end and i was like i like the word fluffy sitting down and looking kind of scruffy, you definitely know that it's not being fluffy and then a few years later we got to work with ben elton um, who obviously has written so many different shows for australia uk you know you name it and one day he came into the studio and he's like oh these are my these are my top 20 um, wiggly favorites, and on the list was Brushy. <laughs> and I said to Lucky, "See, and Elton likes my song." <laughs> I made the right Krushy call Berte. with the word "fluffy." <laughs> oh, fluffy, scruffy, you know. Lucky <laughs> <Lockie laughs> and I still laugh about it. It's, I'm I'm so impressed that you um you know feel connected to the song. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, have you always been a dog person? I have, and I growing up, never really liked cats. Yeah, And I think I actually made it quite aware to the people around me that I didn't like cats because in kindergarten, I had um, got a ringworm from a cat. And then from that point on, I was like, I don't like cats. I don't like cats. Swear off the whole species. Oh no, good. And then when I was very ill with endometriosis, I actually found a cat on the road and (laughs) rescued it tried wow. to um give it to the um the vet but the vet said that they couldn't take it mm. and so I ended up falling in love with a cat and now I have two cats two cats oh, two dogs
0: I know I, th- I think I saw a cat
2: in the background a little earlier that wasn't that cat but that's a very <laughs> that cat's like a model it's uh it thinks it's beautiful at all hours of the day and is a very like Mariah Carey cat I don't love cats either, mainly because I'm
0: deathly allergic and that sort of Ah. gets between me and and the cuddles. Um,
2: (laughs) But but I I really do like the sound of a Mariah Carey style cat. He is nicknamed amongst um, my householders Kim Kardashian. I call him Kim K (laughs) because he just (laughs) has that um, very relaxed, always beautiful, amazing kind of elegant vibe.
0: I think that sounds incredible.
2: Um, I call him Kim K. Rupi, that's not appropriate.
0: (laughs) Just a small amount of dog discipline in the background. just a bit. So two cats, two dogs. Uh, Tell me their names and ages.
2: Well, yes, that first original cat was Basil. Basil the cat, it's a black cat, um, came up to me in the street i would just had endometriosis surgery and i couldn't walk and i couldn't drive and so i was getting some groceries delivered to my mm-hmm. house i went out to collect the groceries and the cat came in and then basically i feel like he was my recovery cat
0: that oh. was the
2: cat rupert <laughs> the dog is very welcome uh, oh yeah this is the newest addition <laughs> uh, then we uh we got dali And Dali is uh, very uh, close to my heart. Dali, the mini poodle, is brown, 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 everything. Brown nose, brown eyes, brown hair, brown skin. He's just so luscious. It's (laughs) I've never he's very clever. And we got a poodle because my partner is highly allergic to Mm. every other animal under the sun, sun. And that's why we got. Poodle, but then of course everybody needs a friend, and so Basil received his friend Banjo, who's Kim K. And (laughs) then we just recently got Rupert, but we call him Rupee, and he's a toy poodle, and he's just turned one.
0: (laughs) Oh my god. I mean, for everyone (laughs) listening, Emma is holding up the most precious little creature black all over I can't curls. describe. he's
2: like a, he's like a furry starfish like I don't think dogs legs go out to the side quite like rupees um but that's what he does oh well
0: maybe he said in an audition that he knows acrobatics and he's um <laughs> he's practicing <laughs> he's learning
2: it
0: now <laughs> um, He's like oh I was going to say I'm quite, not that, you know, I don't want to be rude to other poodles, but your poodles are beautiful in the sense that they're, they've got a natural hairdo, you know, as opposed to the kind of pom-pom, very like hyper-groomed kind of poodle.
2: It's an express yourself in any way (laughs) you feel um, vibe here at my place. However, where we are recording with you right now, we are in um, my partner's apartment because we just sold our house. But at the house, We actually have 10 animals, so we have goats, (gasps) chickens, rabbits, but because we are moving currently in the middle of a lockdown, we have gone from 10 animals to four and have rehomed our animals on a holiday experience with some other friends. (laughs) So hence why the poodles don't think they could be um, pom-pommy because when they're living with the goats, Oh, um, yeah. It's a bit of a, it's a farm stay. It's it a would farm be humiliating. Stay. You could not, you could not get
0: about being that sort of, that prim and proper. Not that clean for 20 minutes. No, no. Uh, now tell me, what are the dynamics of the sort of menagerie of animals you have? Do the, do the poodles get on with the goats? You know, what happens?
2: Uh, Dali feels that he's the boss of everyone. Yet he is not the oldest pet. So Basil is the king, mm-hmm. but Basil the black cat is very much like I feel like he's an emotional ballerina <laughs> and he has that vibe to him, but he's very um, above everyone else <laughs> and he doesn't talk to anyone else really. He loves his friend Banjo, but nobody really likes Basil except for Rupee, yep, and okay. Rupi just wants to be friends with everyone. Like it doesn't even matter. He's just like your quintessential bubble friend. He just wants to be friends with everyone. He floats between groups. He's happy about it. <laughs> Dali is very alpha, but he's very clever, and he's the he's the most intelligent pet. Mm-hmm. Dali, um, but he has a way. Um, so normally Dali would be sitting here, and I will I'll bring Dali over in a minute. But he's guarding a bone. And it's highly serious. Oh, it's a very important matter. Yeah, I'm glad he's, you know, on the case. Yeah, that's that. But really, if if it was normal times and I was in my house, it's more of a sheep herding situation. So dogs can be with the cats. Cats can be also with the dogs. Dogs (laughs) can be with the goats. The goats can be with the rabbits. The goats can be with the chickens. But the cats cannot be with the others. Yeah. So we have like systems, like I'll yep. go out and feed some, let the dogs out, then bring the dogs in, then open the chicken fence and then let the chickens out. But I don't mind it. It sounds like a whole operation. I mean, it sounds adorable. I love it. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's part of the routine of the suburban farm.
0: The dream, <laughs> to be honest. I think living living on a farm with that many animals.
2: May I ask you what happens when you mm. go on tour with the Wiggles? Well, uh, we didn't have this many pets when I was touring in a normal world yeah. for um, the <laughs> oh. pandemic. And so the pandemic has brought along a very domestic mindset. Yeah, <laughs> <in my pet, laughs> Hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> for so many, um, even though I had lots of pets before I joined the Wiggles as well. So my parents are, you know, those poor parents, you know, where I have to buy the pets but then they have to look after all of the ones. Mm-hmm you know, as they go down the pecking order. Um, and we've had all sorts of things like dogs, quails, cockatiels. Quails. Rabbits. Yeah, wow. I used to breed quails <laughs> like, because I thought they were so cute. Wow. Uh, so many weird things, tadpoles, lizards, hermit crabs, like guinea pigs. Er- like Hermit crabs are a classic. One hermit crab lived to a year and a half and I thought that was long and her name was Christina and she was divine. <laughs> For some reason, I must have had freshwater hermit crabs as you would buy them Mm. at the pet shop. And obviously they live in your house in a tiny bowl for some reason (laughs) and you feed them peanut butter on a piece of bread. (laughs) But when we went to the ocean and then I actually saw hermit crabs at the sea, I was like, there's free hermit crabs (laughs) at the ocean. Oh, no. So one day I collected (laughs) 40. But I don't think I told my parents about it and put the box into the car and then the next day they were all dead oh, no. because I didn't realise that they needed salt water and I didn't know they weren't like the other hermit crabs. And it was the hermit crab massacre. Oh, RIP. That is, um, that is a tragedy. Yeah. How old were you when that happened? I was young. Like I must have been about eight.
0: Around the same
2: actually. Shamefully, a little bit older, uh, my
0: cousin and I went, and uh, my sister and I went to went to um, some markets in Sydney and brought home five live ducklings in a box. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. My dad was not thrilled. Uh, they also didn't have long lives. Uh, it's a similar sort of fate in the sense that we didn't know they did, they didn't uh, fare very well in a chlorinated pool. Um, Oh.
2: We've been through a lot, you and me. You learn a lot. You lose (laughs) a pet. You learn in grief. Um, God, yeah. Look, I'm so glad to meet you because I feel like I haven't had this conversation. Uh, It's a very specific
0: conversation. I can't believe we're having it. (laughs)
2: I um, this is a dog podcast and we'll get back to the dogs. Sorry. Okay. No, as tragic as it was, I did enjoy the story. Yeah. Um, it's a chapter. It's just a chapter as part of this. Yeah. As my dad would say, you know, it's just part of life's rich tapestry. Oh, that's beautiful. What's your dad's name? John. John. Thank you, John. Oh!
0: Hi everybody, my name's Helen.
1: And I'm Kobe.
0: And we're from Flix Watcher, a podcast in the Strip Media family. We are a movie podcast and we review films that are just on Netflix in the UK. So if you've ever struggled to find a film on Netflix to watch, we're the podcast for you. We have guests on from other podcasts, big and small, just like these guys that you listen to now. They choose the films and we rate them and discuss them with our unique scoring system. You can find FlixWatcher on any podcast app by searching FlixWatcher, that's F-L-I-X Watcher. And if you want more information about any of the other podcasts in the Strip Media family, just visit www.strips.media to find out more. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans
1: from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds.
0: To get
1: started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
0: Okay, so let's let's talk dogs. Uh, My dog, Bert, who is currently on a walk, a short walk from which he will take the rest of the day to recover. Yes, good. He makes me laugh every day, whether it's just like ridiculous snoring. Uh, yesterday he was wagging his tail in his sleep. Um, yes. Sometimes he just, you know, places his paws in a particularly ridiculous sort of configuration. Okay. Um, do your dogs do ridiculous things? And if so, what do they do?
2: Constantly. And I feel that it's important to note that these stories are happening during the pandemic mm-hmm. because my dog, Dali, has decided um that he has digital dirt. It's, it's a virtual dirt. He has a bone. It is here <laughs> in the lounge room and there is no dirt to cover the bone, but he will um, use his nose to cover that bone with the invisible digital virtual dirt <laughs> for 20 minutes. And yep. there is no dirt here currently in this household, but that happens <laughs> daily. And I call it the digital dirt or like it's COVID dirt, COVID digging. And that's just his way of coping with the pandemic. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, if you've got to make do with what you've got at your disposal, if he doesn't have real outside dirt, I'm glad he's adapted. What about Rupi?
2: Um, Rupi's not as intelligent. (laughs) When I say not as intelligent, you may think that the digital dirt's not intelligent, but it actually is. Like Dali, Dali has skills. I meant to ask you why
0: Dali and Rupi or
2: Rupert? Why those names? Well, actually, Dali, the name Dali had come from Salvador Dali. I wondered. Behind me is a Dali. No, obviously not a (laughs) real one. Fake, fake poster that when you go up really close, it looks a bit digitized. Um, My partner Ollie loves Dali esque paintings. And so that's why we named him Dali. Beautiful. Uh, But we were going to name him Eeyore because we (gasps) love Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh, and he had that vibe initially. Um, He was a bit sad and anxious. Oh, bless. But actually he's just really intelligent. I loved Eeyore.
0: Here is where we agree in important matters again because I think
2: Eeyore is the real star (laughs) of Winnie the Pooh. (laughs) I actually didn't know Winnie the Pooh was the star. (laughs) i had no idea i thought it was the eeyore show mm. and my sister had a massive winnie the pooh and i was like i don't i don't connect <laughs> like definitely had one of those toys that had the ears that go up and down like oh dear it's yeah. a bad day like that vibe. <laughs> that's very dali um oh. but he's super intelligent and he knows when something's wrong rupee is more of a dog rupee's a dog and dali's a person yeah yeah but Since Rupi's just had his first birthday, I have absolutely no idea what's happened to him. But like somebody's had a little chat to him in the middle of the night and has gone, you are now one, pull yourself together. And he's completely changed to the point that this whole time we've been talking, he's sleeping on my lap, which never, ever has happened before this week. And now that we're in lockdown, I don't know if he's like, I actually feel like you're home, which you're such a busy person, Emma. Why are you sitting down? And because we're working and meeting and Zooming and Skyping and FaceTime, he's actually lying
0: down, (laughs) (laughs) which is unheard of. Well, I think they do pick up on your vibes. So if you're calmer and more stationary, perhaps that's why. But also maybe he's gone past the, like, really manic puppy. He has.
2: Yeah. He's not a puppy anymore. He's very grown up. He's the one that plays with a ball at the park. Dali, it's like I don't even know what you're talking about. The ball is not important to me. That is so beyond me. I am not interested in the ball. I'm not even looking at the ball, like very. He's just he's a person, darling.
0: I do believe poodles are one of the smartest breeds. Whereas my my Bert is a Shih Tzu, or mostly Shih Tzu. We got him from a rescue. He's got something else going on for sure. Yeah. But he is best known um in the sort of dog breed world as one of the sleepiest breeds.
2: Oh, and do you find that he's quite sleepy? So sleepy, absolutely. Wow. Just like the world's
0: best napper. Wow, great. He sort of just curls up in a ball at my feet and snoozes, which is ideal. He's protecting you. Quite right. Do your dogs ever play
2: favorites with you and your partner? Well, I wanted to play favorites with the dog. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I bought Dali and then Dali was obviously introduced to my partner and then I was not the favorite (gasps) because my partner is so nice, Mm -hmm. way more relaxed than me, so calm, is so like sedentary. It's not funny. Yeah, okay. So they love him. Yeah, very opposite. (laughs) (laughs) And so Dali was like, oh, I need that energy. (laughs) she's a bit nutty but I like your energy and then Dali would just not leave him and I was like this is unbelievable and I have spent all this time to try and invest in Dali to be my dog Mm
1: -hmm. not
2: that it was about favorites but you're right you you have brought up a good discussion so I bought (laughs) Rupi Because I thought I'm gonna start early, and then Ollie, actually my partner, he tried to like not be as affectionate to Ruby oh. to see if we got oh, blessed. But then, but then Rupi, oh straight away, to <gasps> to Ollie, Ollie straight oh, no. away, and I was like, I <laughs> can't believe it. And then Dali came back to me, oh, and I was like, oh goodness. yeah, back to the original, the original <laughs> favorite. <laughs> Darley's the original, and he's so nutty. He's so wacky. (laughs) I can't even express, like, this kind of, like, sleepiness. Oh, This is not normal for Roop. Like, he's not a floppy dog. He's, like, constantly. (laughs) What is that? (laughs) What is this? I can't.
0: I'm going to make a, a really strange segue here, but I'm going to go with Please. it. I Googled you and your dog, and one of the first things that came up was a Daily Mail article that was like, Emma Watkins steps out with her dog. <laughs> and I just wondered, do you often get papped with the dogs? Do
2: you think they they know that they're sort of famous? <laughs> Like I I mean the fact that I got here, sorry, that was awfully <gasps> rude. Oh, that pickup of DALI then, but he really wanted to come and sit Dali's on. Dali's arrived. Okay, this is Dali. Um obviously on the podcast you can't see Dali. No, but he's a great beauty. He's special. Um, yes. He's filling the microphone. Okay, stay here, darling. Yeah. He just now he's jealous. He's like, I want to be here with you. So we've got two dogs on the lap. Okay, well, this is good. This is what <laughs> I was hoping for the dog podcast. Um, the fact that I got um papped at the front of the house with Rupee as a puppy, I thought obviously it's a slow news day. <laughs> um, I am the most boring person. And the fact that they've gone for the dog is pretty weird. I mean, I'm glad that it's happy. It's happy news rather than like something awful. That is very true. I'd rather be papped with the dog because then it would take away from my horrendous attire or my bad hairdo. But I have actually purposely taken my dog on a TV interview, Dali. I've taken him with me to deflect attention mm. when I thought a situation was going to be controversial the interview mm-hmm. and I actually took Dali so that they'd never asked me anything about me and it worked. <laughs> <laughs> That's so <Yeah>. good. <gasps> so take your dogs with you at all times for an interview. I mean obviously this interview is not likely to be controversial. <laughs> it's not likely to be political or controversial. Um, but I my advice is if you feel you're in a in, in a mm. scenario, take the dog with you.
0: You being a children's entertainer would have a lot of very small fans and uh, we've already spoken about being approached by paparazzi on the street. Are you ever approached by children and do they come and ask to pat your dogs?
2: Oh, that's a good question. For most of our target audience, which is possibly about two to five, Mm -hmm. that like very young They wouldn't recognise me. Out of costume. So it's only if they're about five, four, five, six, and the parents go, oh, look, it's Emma. Mm -hmm. But recently, because we have moved, we've been taking the dogs to the dog park because we're in an apartment. It's obviously um, a strain a little bit when you have dogs in an apartment in lockdown. Um, So you take the dogs to the dog park, which you end up meeting the entire neighbourhood. Oh, yes. So we have now met every child um, that lives in Our suburb, um, because I think initially actually the dogs were attracting a lot of attention because my mother decided to buy them harnesses that were like a bee suit. So a bee costume, yellow and black stripes with wings, like actual oh. wings.
0: Oh, amazing. And
2: you know, when the grandma buys something, you're like, well, they have to wear them, but yep. they're just their natural harnesses now. It's not like it's oh. a costume. They're like dogs disguising themselves as bees at the dog park. We take them to the park. The children are so excited to see the bees. Yep. They go to see the bees and they're like, oh my gosh, there's two dogs dressed as bees. And then the parents go, oh, okay, come over here. And then they look at me and they're like, you're right, a Wiggle. Yeah. <laughs>
0: The position you're in now with this double poodle cuddle um, looks extremely comforting. Do they Mm. provide you with comfort and solace during during sad
2: times? I mean, goodness. I feel that we are lucky to have them, particularly now. They've been like the happiness of every single day. And you're right, they do things every day that are hilarious. My phone is filled with pictures of the dogs. (laughs) And I just send pictures of my dogs to my family as when I'm sharing them for the day. Like I don't take pictures of myself, just the dogs. Yeah.
0: I have a little group with my sister and my mom on WhatsApp and my sister gives us just endless photos and videos of my perfect darling niece who is a big fan of yours. Oh. Um, and I respond with just photos of Bert the dog. Here's my child. Here's <laughs> my child. Here's my hairy son. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm going to wrap up soon and let you get on with your life, but I'll ask you a few kind of quickfire questions okay. just to get to know the dogs a little
2: more. <coughs>
0: what does a day in the life of Dolly
2: and Rupee look like? It's very much play, ball, bone, protect, sleep, dog park. What's their favourite food? Why don't I know this? This is terrible. (laughs) No, it's just um, been a lot of variety lately, but they do like chicken. Dali likes cheese, but that's that's naughty. But Dali sits at the table, like on the chair, like (gasps) has a seat. Oh, yeah, like at the table.
0: Oh. It's
2: not right. I, I personally think it's absolutely fine and adorable.
0: Where do they sleep at night?
2: In the bed. (laughs) We're
0: getting getting to all the good stuff.
2: (laughs) You can't have a dog and not have it in your bed. If it's a Great Dane, yes, that's fine. But, I mean, even in the apartment now, we have a double bed and there's two humans, two dogs and two cats, and it is a squeeze.
0: (laughs) I, I can imagine.
2: They're the water bottles. They're the hot water bottles.
0: Have they ever done anything noble or impressive?
2: I mean, really for Dali to be my human shield in media. You're right. That's- absolutely right. You've already told
0: me about that. That is extremely noble and impressive.
2: He's been pretty good. I'll have to, I'll find you the interview and send it to you and you'll you will notice that I've got the dog as a physical and emotional shield. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I absolutely love that. I
0: already know the answer. One answer to this question, do they own any outfits or accessories? So
2: apart from the bumblebee costumes. They absolutely do. The bee costumes, obviously, now that it's winter, how could you not buy a jumper Mm -hmm. knitted? Mm -hmm. Uh, They have raincoats. Ridiculous. I took them to the park in the raincoats. Dali is a bit concerned that his raincoat is pink. It's the only one that fit him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he had to have the pink one. He's not happy about it. I think that's why he's shy at the park.
0: Oh, I mean, I think he'd look beautiful in a shade of pink. He looks lovely.
2: Yeah. Rupi's got a grey one. It's more oh, sophisticated.
0: Very dignified. Yeah, yeah. I
2: mean, it's sort I of. I like the pink.
0: Yeah, I mean, that. it sounds like the personalities match the
2: opposite jacket. Yes, and it's just I don't know why Dali's so offended. We're free in this household. We're, we're open to expression. I don't know <laughs> why he doesn't want to wear the pink raincoat. He's very anti the pink. <laughs> Do they have favourite toy? Rupi's just obsessed with the ball, but Dali will not play with anything. Oh, he's he's so sophisticated. He's a human. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. He probably likes watching TV and settling down with a nice book.
2: Yeah, definitely.
0: Thank you so, so much. It was so lovely to chat to you. Thank you. I wish I was there to give the dogs
2: a cuddle. You would love them. I've just seen them on Zoom and I love them. They are hilarious. They're really nutty. Like, Dali's nutty. He doesn't look nutty right now. He looks extremely relaxed. He's, no, he's like nutty as in like intelligent. Like, how is a dog even like this? I'm just not sure. I'm not sure. Like, he's so beautiful. Rupi is cute, but Dali is this something? What is that?
0: The way he's looking at you is just, yeah, it's heaven. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Who's a Good Dog? If you liked the show, subscribe in your favourite podcast app and tell your friends at the dog park. If you didn't, keep it to yourself. And if you really, really liked it, I actually wrote a whole book about dogs. It's called Good Dog, celebrating the dogs who change and sometimes even save our lives. It's about my dog, Bert, and how he helped me through depression and 10 other good dogs who've helped their people too. There's a Labrador who helps kids learn to read, a mental health support dog, and an autism support pug who looks like a loaf of bread. Basically, if you like dogs, I can almost guarantee you'll like my book. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok on at Kate I Lever. This episode of Who's a Good Dog was produced by Arlie Adlington. Original music is by Luke Bat, and the artwork is by Ryan Hodge. Any background snoring, sneezing, or barking, most likely provided by Bert the Shih Tzu. a good dog
2: you just heard a stripped
0: media production
1: hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter